influencer marketing. We've all heard this term, but many are not quite sure exactly what it means, and especially not how it could be utilized in the salon industry. But whether you're looking to become an influencer yourself, or you're a salon owner who's curious about learning more about it and how it could actually work at the salon level, in today's SOS Digital Debrief, we're going to walk through everything you need to know about influencer marketing and how it can really actually benefit your salon, along with some step-by-step guides to help you get started. I really hope that you enjoy this episode. Welcome to The Salon Scoop, a podcast by Salon SOS. I'm your host, Scott Moon, the founder of Salon SOS, and I'm obsessed with helping salon professionals live their best life. In this show, we shop talk all things salon to bring you real life stories, debates, entertainment, and inspiration to help you find happiness and success in this beautiful industry. If you work in the salon industry in any capacity, this podcast is open to you. So set down your scissors or rinse out that toner and let's get into it. Okay, we are going to find out today everything that you need to know about influencer marketing for your salon company. Influencer marketing has been a big buzzword for the last several years, uh, and we want to show you how you can actually utilize this to your advantage in your salon. And we have with us today a massive influencer in the beauty industry, <laughs> Ms. Sarah Perry. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, that's thank you that's for, a funny uh, joke. Thank you for joining us again today, Sarah. Of course. Um, and for those who don't know, Sarah is our um, social, uh, social content manager for Salon SOS, but is also a salon owner herself um, and has lots of experience working with influencers. So Sarah, maybe you can start just by telling us, like, what is an influencer um, when it comes to the you know salon world, and and how do we go about finding one? Yeah, for sure. So I mean, there's influencers in literally every industry. I'm sure that you've seen, you know, there's the mommy influencers where they talk all about you know the mom hacks and what they do with their littles on the day to day. And then there's fitness um, influencers who are repping all of the cool, you know, I obviously don't go to the gym very often, like the cool things they wear, the things they do. So everything they do at the gym and yeah, there's, there's an influencer for every niche, really. all that cool gym stuff. Um, but yeah, so in salons, I feel like we've seen a ton of salons starting to team up with um, influencers or brand ambassadors, if you will. Um, to kind of just build trust in the community and build a little bit more brand awareness around their salon company. Um, So when it comes to figuring out who you want to have as a brand ambassador or your salon influencer, um, the biggest thing is just to like figure out why you're wanting to team up with somebody in the first place. Um, Because at the end of the day, all an influencer is, is just somebody that has influence and you need to figure out who it is that you're trying to influence. So in the salon setting for, like I said, for the most part, you're just trying to um, increase brand awareness, maybe bring some new people into the salon and build trust with people in your community. So for the most part, you're not going to have to find, you know, a influencer that has 
tens of thousands of followers or anything like that. I mean, there are different tiers of influencers, but for the salon setting, you don't really need to get into that too, too much. I think it's just a matter of finding somebody in your community that, you know, maybe has between one and 10,000 followers. The more, the better. Great. But um, it doesn't have to be a huge, huge amount of people um, following them for them to influence, because even if they only have a hundred followers and they're influencing all of these people to come see your salon, well, that's a hundred people in, in your salon versus, you know, if they have a million followers and nobody's coming into your salon, what, what difference does it make at that point? So yeah. I think the most important thing for finding an influencer or brand ambassador for your salon is finding somebody in your community whose values line up um, with yours. So at our salon, um, we actually, within the last year, have teamed up with a girl in the city um, to be our brand ambassador. Um, and she's incredible. She does tons for body positivity and she's got a group called the Curvy Club where she does different um, events that it's all about size inclusivity and everything. And that's something that we're big on at my salon is just inclusivity in every in every respect. Everybody is welcome at our place, every price point, every color, every sexuality, every everything. Like it's like, that's what we're, what we're about is inclusivity. And that's what she's about as well. So it just complements each other really nicely. And we've gotten some really incredible guests that maybe would have never been to our salon without hearing about us from her. So in terms of finding an influencer or ambassador for your salon, I think that that's number one is finding somebody whose values align with those of your companies. Yeah, that's amazing. It's very, very important because you you mentioned sort of off the top and I, I should have started with this question is the whole like, you know, you have to understand why you are collaborating with somebody in the first place. Always start with the why. What's the purpose? Yeah. Um, and you know, if you're trying to gain new social media followers, or if you're trying to, you know, really get more new guests into your salon, or if you're trying to, you know, enhance your your company brand and brand image in a certain capacity, like all those things are going to have an influence on who you, you know, sort of look to. But then it's connecting with those values that you just mentioned. And I think that's, uh, I think that's really great. So let's, let's touch upon also maybe some of the key benefits. Like what are some of the benefits that salons can see and why should they potentially consider, you know, looking to create a collaboration with an influencer? For sure. So the first, which is pretty obvious is increasing brand awareness. So again, you're getting your content out to, you know, this person's following. So um, this is definitely the most obvious benefit um, because they're going to be able to see these collaborative posts. Um, another big one is, again, building trust. If they're following this influencer, again, they are influenced by them. So if this person is saying that they're comfortable um, and happy and, you know, always blown away by the service that they get at your salon, they're likely going to be influenced to maybe come and try it out for themselves. So it just builds that extra level of trust like a recommendation from a friend at that point right um and then better content this is a huge thing too like again we're we're a salon we specialize in hair and aesthetic services and all of these things we don't necessarily specialize in amazing you know reels and content and all of these things so it's really cool to get our ambassador in there because she creates like this incredible content that we would have never been able to create. So that's also a huge um, added feature. Um, increasing sales. Again, like we'll do different, um, you know, promos and stuff specifically with our brand ambassador to increase sales, whether it's service sales or retail sales, 
whatever it might be, but there is additional sales that can come along with, you know, executing this in a strategic manner as well. Um, it's also a super cost effective way to, um, to utilize like digital marketing. You're not paying a radio station, you know, XYZ to post your salons, you know, jingle on the radio at a certain time. You're either trading services or you're trading, you know, whatever the amount of money it is that you guys have pre-established. Um, and it's nice because you're kind of in control of that. Like you have an idea of what the return of investment is going to be and you create that contract with the influencer. So it's a nice cost-effective way of doing, you know, adding a little bit of paid marketing in there as well. Um, and one of my favorite things is that it just like creates awesome collaborative relationships. Like we've gotten to do so many cool things with our brand ambassador. Um, we just recently sponsored, um, somebody who couldn't afford to go to one of her events so that they were able to go to the event. So just kind of a really cool way to like, um, link up with the community and just kind of become involved in that way. Um, and then we're doing um, a really cool event in a couple of weeks for her curvy club pals. So it's going to be a cool thing. She can bring a bunch of people, you know, that are followers of her and that have kind of become a part of her community into our community. And hopefully we can kind of link up and have, again, just this lovely little collaborative community. So that's a huge part. Or that's a huge benefit to influencer marketing as well. I love it. It sounds, uh, sounds great. And the fact, you know, you have you know, a real example, I think kind of brings some of these points to life. So Sarah, you've sold me. If I'm a salon owner, I'm thinking, you know, yeah, this is, this is a great, this is a great idea. This is something that I should do for, uh, you know, for my business, but how do I, how do I get started? Like, how would I actually approach somebody to, you know, be an influencer for, for my salon? I, first things first, I think you just need to creep social media. You need to like go through and again, look up the hashtags, maybe whatever area you're in, look up, you know, local XYZ, whatever it might be. Um, follow people that have a big following. Maybe there's even somebody in your salon. That's actually what ended up happening with us. Um, our influencer, she was already an existing client of the salon and we loved everything that she did. So she was already right there for, you know, ready to go. So I think the biggest thing is just, again, like scour Instagram, like you'll be able to tell, like, look at the people that your, your current clients follow, look at people that you're interested in following and seeing what they're doing. So the biggest thing just to start off with is just, again, doing some social media creeping, which we all need an excuse to do every once in a while anyways. So, so once you've done that, um, and you've kind of established, you know, what type of, um, what type of person that you're wanting to bring on? Because another important thing to remember is that um, as an amb a brand ambassador for your company, they are also going to be, you know, one of the faces of your company. So you want to make sure that you're lining up with somebody that you are comfortable representing your company as well. Um, so once you've kind of established that, um, one of the first steps is to reach out to them and see if they're interested in doing a collab in the first place. Um, and then this is where it gets a little bit tricky is because it is, there's no black and white for contracts for influencers, right? Like you can, you can Google different contract, um, templates and everything like that, but, um, different influencers are going to accept different things as payment, if that makes sense. So you really have to make sure that you get something in writing in black and white 
this is what I'm exchanging in return for this so that both parties are happy. Yeah, because um, that's, that's but it, the big question, yeah. you know, out there is like, you know, why it's great. I go and find somebody that I think is a great fit, but why would they want to be an influencer for my salon, right? How do I, how exactly. do I approach them? Do you have any tips for that? And this is the tricky thing. So I've actually had a few different conversations with people that do, you know, influencer work on different levels. Um, and some people will trade um, services for for their content kind of thing. So you might set up, um, you know, uh, an agreement with your influencer that they're able to come in once a month and get their hair and nails done in exchange for X amount of posts, if that makes sense. However, if you go with somebody that maybe has a larger following or that has more influencer contracts with other companies, they might require payment payment. So that's where it gets a little bit tricky, especially if you are um, reaching out to an ambassador who's maybe never done any type of influencer work and doesn't have anything to go off of. Um, so I think the biggest thing is just being transparent with them and being able to have like sit down and have a conversation like, look, this is a business business agreement. We're not just doing this for fun and you're not just doing this for fun. There needs to be some type of fair exchange. So what is that fair exchange? And then make sure that you have that in writing and don't just have it as a willy nilly, you know what, come and get your hair done. And then all of a sudden one month, you don't have a single post from them. So what was the point in investing that money in them coming to have their hair done for free at your salon, right? Yeah, you, you'd have to have some specific, you know, measurable, you know, I guess sort of uh, expectations, right? Or, or objectives exactly. in terms of, you know, how often they're posting and sort of what, what that content is going to look like. Obviously, you want them to create the content in their own style, in their own personality. So it comes across as very authentic but you still want to have some degree of, um, you know, imp uh, I guess, impact or, or on the actual message and what's being said so that it al aligns sure. with your company. So that's things that I guess, like you said, you just have to hash out, you know, together and talk it out. And I believe that, you know, coming back to how we started, if you're pretty clear on why you want to work with an influencer in the first place, and you've done your research to find somebody that connects with your values, it should be a lot easier to then have a productive conversation with that person. Because if you share values, then typically you'll be a lot more aligned in terms of finding these sort of win-win areas where it's actually going to be beneficial for the influencer and beneficial for you and your salon company to kind of both achieve objectives that are important to you, right? Absolutely. As with any other business partnership um, or agreement or anything like that, there has to be fair exchange. So you just want to make sure, I think that this is just um, a mistake that a lot of um, like small businesses will get into when they do start using influencer marketing um, because it is such a new thing and there isn't, again, like these kind contractual things set in stone or anything. So it is a little bit like the wild west in that regard. So you kind of have to make your rules. But I think that the biggest thing is just, again, like maintaining professionalism, even though it is a fun collabor collaboration and everything, you want to make sure that um, you're getting the return of your investment and that your influencer in, you know, in return is also getting what they need and being able to put out, you know, legitimate content that's actually going to do something for your business. Yeah. 
are you, I know this is tricky because it can really depend on a lot of factors, but do you have any kind of specific guideline to give in terms of, you know, how much one should expect as a salon owner to potentially be paying either in money or free services given in exchange for, you know, one post per week or one post per month? Like, is there, is there any kind of guideline you have there? This is where the tricky part comes, and this is where kind of the influencer tiers will come in, because if you're going with, you know, like a nano um, influencer, somebody that has that between, you know, one and 10,000 followers, they're probably not going to request as much from you as somebody, let's say a mega influencer. I don't know what salons are, you know, hooked up with any A-list celebrities, but, you know, let's say we've got Jennifer Aniston as the face of our salon. She's probably going to request a little bit more payment than a local influencer, right? So it definitely is all over the place. Um, And that's why I think that like when you go in and establishing why you're wanting to team up with an influencer in the first place, um, that will kind of set the standard for what your budget ends up being for it. So I feel like it's going to be very much like a case by case basis. Um, and again, especially like, so if you're using a more experienced, um, influencer, they might have a set price, right? They might say, I only will do three posts a week in exchange for, you know, this compensation. Um, so that is where it is tricky is because it is very much like a case by case basis, but I think the best thing that you can do, and this is exactly what we did is we contacted, um, our now brand ambassador and we sat down with her and we were just kind of like, you know, this is something that we want to do. We've never had an influencer before. We've never done influencer marketing, um, in the past, or what do you feel like would be a fair compensation and what are you willing to provide in return for that? And then we tweaked it. We just kept like a very open line of communication, like, this is what we're willing to invest in influencer marketing. What are you able to do in return for that? And if it didn't line up, like if we didn't feel like we were getting, you know, there wasn't a fair exchange in terms of what we were compensating and what we were receiving, then we would have an open, you know, talk about that too. So we actually get together with our brand ambassador once a month and we go for lunch and we kind of shoot the shit on like what worked really well the week or the month before and what we hope to see more of the month following. And again, linking up with somebody that really lines up with your same values and that you actually genuinely like as a person is going to make these conversations easier. But again, that's how we went into it is we just said that, you know what, again, this is new to us. We've never done this before. So it's going to be a little bit of a learning curve. And are you willing to, you know, hop on and take that journey with us? And she said, hell yeah, let's do it. So again, it's been a little bit of a trial and error run. I think, you know what, I think that's going to be the case for, for most when you're first starting this, but you came back to the fact of finding somebody that fits with your values makes things so much easier. And I think at the end of the day, as a salon owner or salon professional that's looking to go down this path, you really have to put some faith and trusting your instincts a little bit. Like, does it feel, you know, does it feel right? Does it feel fair? And just, you know, my advice would be, avoid putting yourself into a position where you sign, you know, too much of a long-term contract, you know, so this way you can sort of try it out and see if you are getting, you know, a return, like what are the measurables that are coming from it? Are you getting, you know, more followers? Are you getting more interaction? Are you getting more clients? Ultimately that, you know, it's probably important that it's generating actual sales for you. And based on what you're actually 
paying or providing in terms of free services to your influencer and that you can kind of reevaluate that a little bit over time if necessary. And I think you brought up a super good point. Like you need to have measurable things that you can track to see how they're doing. So like for us, we have a discount code specifically for um, our influencers. So if anybody uses her discount code on on our online shop, she actually gets additional compensation for that. And we're able to track it because all of the purchases that have come from her influence have her name right on them kind of thing. So you definitely want to make sure that you're creating ways to track um, what you actually are receiving as a company to make sure that it is worth it. And then, like you said, too, with the contractual things, like making sure that you're not, you know, diving headfirst into a year long contract if you don't know what the return is going to be. So maybe starting off small and being like, let's start this out and do a quarter. Let's start from, you know, January to March. Let's see how it goes and we'll reevaluate when April comes. So again, just kind of thinking of these things in advance um, and being honest with yourself that again, like it might not go smooth sailing because you've never done this before and just keeping a ton of open communication an open line of communication with your ambassador. Amazing. Thank you very much for, for sharing all the, uh, all the insights, Sarah, from your experience. I know a lot of salon owners out there are probably considering this. So if anyone does decide to, you know, to give it a shot uh, and you maybe want some more insights, feel free to reach out to us and we'll, you know, provide additional, uh, you know, sort of information based on your questions. You can catch us at salon.s.o.s or through email at info at salonsos.ca. And if anyone out there has already had some, you know, experience working with the, an influencer and has some additional insights or key learnings uh, that you'd like to share. We'd love to hear from you. So please, please feel free to reach out so that we can continue the conversation and help as many salon professionals as possible. That's what we're here for. Uh, we love to do it. Thanks again for joining uh, me today, Sarah, to, to share this. And we look forward to um, all of your stories out there uh, and experiences uh, moving forward with influencer marketing. Okay, we'll catch you next time. Have a great day. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Salon Scoop podcast. This show is produced by Salon SOS, a digital marketing agency by industry professionals for industry professionals. If you want simple and affordable solutions for any of your salon marketing needs, such as websites, client loyalty, Google search rankings, social media, or more, come visit us at salonsos.ca or on Instagram at salon.s.o.s. If you want to hear more great episodes like this and help us continue to bring the industry content, it would mean so much to us if you would support us in one of the following ways. Share this episode with just one other industry professional and either rate our show on Spotify or write us a quick review on Apple Music. We want to hear your feedback. If you have follow-up questions or ideas for future episodes, please reach out. DM us on Instagram at salon.s.o.s or hit us up on our website at salonsos.ca. Again, thanks so much for listening. Now go get your hustle on, keep smiling, and we'll catch you on our next episode.